Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop, and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media, and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach, and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Okay, guys, so it's that time again. Joining us on the line now, we've got Mr. Gordon Bircham. How are we doing today, sir? I am absolutely phenomenal. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you, sir. Brilliant. Um, so it's it's hard to believe how quickly time has flown by. I was looking back through the lists, um, and it was actually six months ago um, that we last spoke. Um, and, uh, wow. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's half a year. It's just, just gone like that. Um, but, you know, in that time, obviously, there's been a lot going on. In your life, as there always is, um, all very, very positive and great to see. Um, and so, I thought it'd be nice if we just start with like a bit of a brief opener, as best we can. <laughs> um, yeah. Just uh, you know, a little bit about your history, you know, how you started in martial arts, your experience, that sort of thing. I'll go from there. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I've been involved in martial arts for twenty-three years now. Um, started uh, when I was sixteen, nearly seventeen years of age. Uh, at kickboxing um, school, uh, which um, I really didn't want to join. Um, I was very uh, a very shy lad. I got bullied quite a bit and lived in a lot, a lot of conflict fear uh, for a very, very long time. And starting martial arts was definitely not on my radar. In fact, I did start martial arts at a primary school uh, back in the day when you used to go and pay 50p um, <laughs> in school and have um, – I remember the, um, you know, I remember one time that the the sensei at the time, he had a big belly on him, and um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'd done a grading that I didn't even know I'd done a grading, and he took me into the storeroom. Don't worry, guys, uh, into the storeroom, and um, he got um, he got some tape out. Yeah, and um, he went. For, he, um, he he put some tape on and said, "You've now passed your grading." Oh. Okay, you know the coloured tape. Yeah, that was your grading. Yeah, oh, I've I've still got my first belt actually on the wall in my gym with some green electrical tape around the bottom of it. So yeah, I I remember those days really really well. Hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a that was the start of it. But yeah, so starting martial arts. I remember my hippie friend coming to me and saying, "I'm starting martial arts, man." <laughs> so um, I then uh, ended up, uh, but I ended up going down, starting martial arts. Went from there, uh, but I had a lot of fear while I was doing it. I used to cry and driving backwards and forwards so many times yeah. to get to the actual do- dojo, just in fear for such a long time. Used to get upset before I went in, and you know, started sparring. So I went on that big journey of martial arts and got into competing. Um, the first tournament, I swear it was Bruce Lee in front of me, knocked me down a few times. Well, in fact, he's knocked me down 10 times. Every single shot, he knocked me down. Um, And I remember feeling like I'd been hit by, literally by a train. And uh, I remember getting up from that first tournament thinking, no, why? Threw my gloves around. They went about a mile in the the area. (laughs) I was crying that time. You know, I was not, I think I was 18, 19. And, you know, I just, it was just a hard time. But I kept on going and doing it and, uh, I went on a, a big journey in competing, kept going, failing very uh, lots of times. I used to go every Sunday, failed at compete, you know, failed many times, lost so many fights, but kept going. And through that journey, ended up, um, you know, winning a few few things and started building up my tournament career. And went on um, on on a big journey and um, and of self discovery. Really, I had to really find myself, find who I was. And um, in 2012, I won my first world kickboxing title in Canada. 
um, which was the pivotal moment in my life, if mm. I'm honest. It was a time that I had arrived. It was a time that I found myself, and that was 15 years into my career. Yeah. And um, it was an amazing experience and, and one that I'll never forget. And then I went on to win three consecutive world titles and win pretty much everything. And it was one of them trigger moments in your life. And everything spiraled and in, in a great way and, you know, uh, moves forward for me since that point. And I've had such an amazing journey since that uh, that point, which I'll, I'll probably get to share with you in, in, yeah, in due yeah. course of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll thank you for sharing that as well, because I think it is important, you know, that people have that knowledge of your, of your background in history and um, and it's helped to shape who you are now and and obviously help you uh, to do the things that you do now as well of which there are many now with every guest i always before i come online i always write down a list of things that i want to talk about that they're being up to but the piece of paper i had wasn't big enough um, so <laughs> i've had to i've had to condense it a little bit okay. <laughs> to, to pick some select things over sort of the last 12 months or so because you know yeah. for those that don't know gordon out there guys you know this is a person who's it always, always, always positive and always on the go doing something constantly. You know, even just getting five minutes to get you to sit down for time for a podcast is, you know, this this day at this time is, is very, very difficult, which is a good thing. You know, you've got lots going on. Um, but I think really at the minute, I, the, the, last week, um, Matt and myself were talking about um, Mavex and the phenomenon yeah. that <laughs> is this event that you've created. Um, sure. I just be nice if you could just share with us how that came about, what gave you the idea and, and, and how it was all brought together because it is one hell of an event. Yeah, thank you very much. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have a massive passion for martial arts and I have a massive passion for martial arts development. Uh, and, and I really believe like, you know, in the UK market, for instance, you know, a couple of years ago, if I share my story, if I may, I'm, I mean, I was, I've, I've, I've got a, a, a pretty successful school got 400 members full-time facility uh, and um you know i've been I, I went on a big journey for 11 years i lost my house 11 years ago trying to build my martial arts school as a white belt in business great teacher i believe i was and um but i just couldn't i couldn't get the business side so lost my house in a real dire position in my life it was the worst feeling ever and i had to go on a big journey of learning and development and i, I found a business coach now, some of you may know the story. Mm. Um, I'm not shy about sharing it. And <laughs> I had to find a, a business coach. We were on £25 a week to live on for food. And I had to make a decision, found a business coach. And it was £3,000 for this business coach for three months, £1,000 a month. And it's something that I, you know, at that time I was like, I cannot afford this. Like, there's no way. I can't even, just about surviving. But a trigger happened in my mind of like, you know, you've got to do something different to get something different. Sold some stuff in my house and went and and, and managed to raise the money. And, and my back was against the wall. Me and my wife's back were against the wall. We had nothing. And I literally went for that three months of, of, of literally just learning and employing everything 16 hour days. And we tried, we well over tripled our business within the first three, two and a half months. Wow. That was a massive shift for me in the importance of education. And I went from there and just decided I was going to immerse myself in education, went on a, a, a business coach, and I still got different business coaches. Now I've got three mentors, but I had a business coach for, you know, uh, for, for all that time. And, um, and in the middle of that, I had a, a life coach for five years really working on me. I had a lot of barriers, a lot of self-belief issues, had a lot of love issues, didn't love myself, didn't like myself, didn't like who I looked, who I sounded, I didn't like the sound of my own voice, and I def definitely didn't like my name, hence the name. I did, I'm not a big fan of it. But I didn't love myself, and that was a big problem. And I had to really work hard on myself, and I've been into some, gone to some deep, dark places to really find who I am. 
and uh, and over, on that journey of like I've learned a lot in business, but also personal development. And and I know I was the biggest barrier in that yeah. journey of, of, of building my school. I had the skills, I had the know-how, but I just didn't have the skills within business and I didn't have the belief. And that was a big thing. And I didn't understand myself very well. So I've been on a massive journey. Uh, and, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I wanted to, I was looking for something different and, and I was at a property event and I was learning about property and there was a trigger point in that property event where I wanted to, I, I, it just, there was just this point, you know, when you have them times in your life where there's, there's this, there's like this aha moment mm -hmm. and there's this big trend. And I seen where they were reaching tens of thousands of pounds with their training company. And it just, I, I just came into my head, martial arts, business mastery. And, um, and it was to help people become black belts in business, to help martial arts school owners become black belts in business. And I set from that day, I literally went the next morning, set up a group called Martial Arts Business Mastery Community oh, and started to give content in there to help school owners with no other agenda but I wanted to help because I didn't want everyone, anyone to feel the pain I felt of losing my house and feeling so low and, and really feeling lost. Like you want to become a martial arts instructor and you want to grow your school and then you want to want it to become a, a, a not just a hobby. You'd like it to become a like a like a mini business. God yeah. forbid, like martial arts, you make any money from martial arts. But that's another story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I wanted to make it into a business because I wanted it to be my livelihood. I wanted to teach my passion. And um, so I, I, I wanted to be that person who helped. I wanted to be that person. I thought there's nothing in the UK like this anymore. Yeah. You know, and you go back to the old days and there was like the old systems, which, you, I, you know, they were, they were what they were. But, you know, I'm a big giver to humanity. I love giving. I love helping. And I was like, you know, what can I do to serve this community and really make a change and a difference? So I set the community up and went from there. And over the last two and a half years, I think, you know, I, I, dare I say it and I, without, you know, I to say this very humbly. I think we've created a movement. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah. create something. That's very unique in this industry where, you know, I, I'm not in, like I'm not the kind of person that, you know, wants to take someone who's good and got a talent. And then you know, I do. You know, I, that's great for me. Like, that's awesome. You know, take someone who's already got a talent, already got a great school and make them even better. For me, it starts at grassroots within the martial arts industry. And I want to take people who are great at martial arts who have absolutely no idea about business and show them how they can build a business and still maintain the quality in their school while having an amazing lifestyle and really can get the sky's the limit for them. Mm. So that's what martial arts business mastery is all about. And what it did um, and what I wanted to do was connect us as an industry, bring us together as a whole and regardless of style and organization, all that crap, that surrounds the martial arts and I'm better than you and you're better than like, you know, lots of, and I'm going to be really brash here. Mm. Lots of the martial arts industry, they, they, they act like big kids. You know, they have this, <laughs> true. Real, you know, they really do. They act like babies. You know, if you look at, hold on a minute, no one's better than anybody else. Yeah. All martial arts is great. You know, you can look at some of the, you know, the, the, the guys, you know, out there, the franchise owners, you know, you look at them and they'll go, yeah, but he's crap and he's older, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? Okay, if they're change, changing people's lives and they're helping people, good for them. Mm. You know, and, and who are we to judge other people? And I want to try and move this judgment. And that's what I built Martial Arts Business Mastery for. And I think what we've got, we've now got a community, community you know, of all different styles, backgrounds, length in, in school, you know, school yeah. ownership. And I believe we're creating a community, a big community where people are now actually talking to each other. And I, one of the big, 
messages I've been trying to create is we're not in competition with each other. We're in competition with every other different activity. We need to be the number one mar- the number one activity for kids and adults in the UK and around the world. And I really believe that. And I think that's one of the big messages that I've tried to keep and congruent within the community. Yeah. And I think we started to create a movement. So Marshall's Business Mastery was born. And um, over that time, we created courses and workshops and coaching programs and mastermind and all these things to help facilitate the growth of martial arts as a business in the UK, mm. but more importantly, to maintain the standards. So anyone who's listening to this, by the way, and I'm quite passionate about this, and Chris will know this, <laughs> is that you can build a martial arts school and maintain your standards. Yes. The reason that the martial arts, you know, you, like the delusion is this, that you can't build a martial arts school without selling out. That is bullshit. I'm sorry. That is absolutely everything to do with the instructor, nothing to do with the school, like the, the building a business. Mm-hmm. You can build a business and choose to maintain a standard. Like my, my our standard is like we, our, I choose to put my standard on our black belts. Now, our black belt grading is 25 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I put my black belt grading up against anyone's. It is solid, mm-hmm. like tough as it gets. Yeah. And but we maintain our standards, still built a very healthy school. And, you know, you can have that in your school. And I really believe that it's down to the instructor. And you can just build a great school, earn a great amount of money from it. And so you should. That helps you to serve your community, serve your industry, be able to build another center, create more jobs. All this. What an amazing thing that is. But it's down to the instructor. It's got nothing to do with being a sellout because you earn money from martial arts. That was my delusion is what I was taught when I was younger and what many are taught that. If you make money from martial arts, you're a sellout. Mm. But funnily enough, and I will say this, I've researched this. A lot of the guys who taught that analogy, that BS, okay, were the masters, and they were the ones taking all the money. <laughs> They're the ones who are there lapping it up and got the cars and got the houses and laughing at the people below them. Still, you can't make money from our you're a sellout. They, they made up and created that story. So when you look and if you really dive in and if you don't believe what I'm saying, I would dive in. Look at the masters. Look at the guys at the top. They're laughing. If you go to Japan, they're taking the piss. Like a lot of these guys, <laughs> they take the piss. You know, I know I'm involved in Filipino martial arts. I know a lot of the Filipino guys. They, they laugh. They're like, yeah, give us three thousand pounds and here's your certificate. They're laughing and they're not even teaching you know, exactly the, the real art. So. You can, you can look at all this. A lot of it's hocus-pocus. My instructor, Alfie Lewis, the legend that is Alfie Lewis, taught me this. He says it's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know, and he says, you unravel the curtain and start to find out who the real wizard is. And you look at this, and it is so true. Like, it's so true. And it hurt me for a long time, that did. It hurt me for a long time. And in fact, I nearly came out of martial arts, Chris. Yeah. I, I nearly came out. There was, a t- there was a point a couple of years ago, and it's only a couple of years ago, this is, mm. by the way, while I was building Master's Business Mastery, where there was a pivotal moment in where I was going, and I thought, you know what? This is bullshit. Mm. Like, a lot of this stuff that's going on, when you look at it, when you look at the pantomime that's created in martial arts, and you look at you think, there's no congruency here in the arts. Mm. There's no congruency in the, we teach respect and discipline and honor and all that. And you look at how they're performing on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. How they are. And you look at the backstabbing and the thing, you think, oh, my God. Like, and, and I really had a tough time of it. And you looked at people saying this and saying that. And I was like, this isn't martial arts. This isn't the Budo way. This is not what we're talking about. And, and I think, you know what? It's it. it it's such a shame, and I, I, I want to be able to change that. I want to be able to educate people that we are 
and for me, an amazing industry. But we've got to grow up as an industry. Yeah. We've got to grow up yeah. together and remove the BS and the competition. So the ego and the competition is the worst thing. Yeah, it is. So um, I wanted to... I've just I've gone off a little bit on tangent there, and ah, it's, all, it's all quality though. Keep going, I'm loving it. <laughs> and, and, and I believe it's, some, it's something that is very passionate to me that we are an amazing industry, but we have got to grow up. We've got to grow, and we've got to develop. And this BS about business and stuff. The old school guys, I love you. I love you to death. I'm an old school. I'm, I'm brought up old school. I've got. I love martial arts. That's real. But please, guys, get out of your own way. If you're listening to this podcast and you feel you're old school, great, awesome. Now step up and learn how to really take on what you would perceive as, you know, the McDojos and all of the stuff that you call and create and and knock down. If you don't step up and become uh, more 21st century and learn about business and growth and development, the arts will die. It's mm. your responsibility. I believe, like, I really believe the old school guys, it's their responsibility to keep the arts alive. And you can keep them alive because by learning about business, because if you don't, the business savvy guys will get all, of, will get them all. Yeah. And then you'll go, well, yeah, but it's not old school. Great. Well, you've allowed it to die. I really believe that. Yeah, true. So I think it's, and I know some people won't want to hear that, I know that they want to it's just a, why can't they just let's see if we can kill the McDojos if you want to call it that it cracks me up that that one. But if you want to kill it like that, if you you think you're gonna kill them by, by producing great martial arts, you're deluded because the masses don't understand what great martial arts is. Mm-hmm. And that's where the delusion is. But you gotta you've gotta create the you know, your the fluffy side, the you gotta make it look like you're that, that it's available to the masses and then still teach them the arts. And this is where I, you know, I'm really passionate about. So to answer your question, Chris, <laughs> okay, I created my that's business mastery to create a movement. And last year in 2017, I looked around and I went, and I'm quite, a, I'm quite a maverick and I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit different to a lot of people. <laughs> in a good way. Personality and have a different mindset. And I look at things objectively, but I also look at things in a, in, in a way that, 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 that probably don't make sense to some people. I was like, hold on a minute. We're a UK, in the UK here. We're, we're like, we've got some of the, great, the greatest martial artists ever in the UK. I really believe that, right? Yeah. And we're talking about how great we are. There's nothing that really showcases our arts. And there's nothing that really helps pe- business owners grow. There's nothing that brings us together. You have to go to America. And by the way, any Americans listening, I love you guys. You're amazing. You know, and people like Michael Perella doing master, you know, but visit no, Mabs over there. He's doing an amazing job over there. Really, like unbelievable and um, what they do over there. But here's the thing. We are the UK. Yes. Yeah. And we are the UK martial arts. So hold on a minute. Like, and I, and I honestly believe that like most events in the UK are crap. I, do, I, I just don't think they're up to the standard that is required. <laughs> I'm sorry if that upsets anyone, but they're not that great. And they're not the standard that I believe they need to be in the UK. So what I did was I um, I decided to start uh, to do an event for business owners to bring us together to network and to change the face on how events are done in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I set up Martial Arts Business Extreme, and the objective was to not just go there and and teach like teach people a few things and it be boring. So they're learning about business and this is how you do this and what you've got and be too corporate. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do was create a a high quality event that people go, wow, this is a different level, but also bring some realism to it, bring some, you know, bring some creation to it and bring people that are outside of our industry in world-class speakers that are going to 
disrupt the thought pattern and the flow and actually um, help us grow as an industry. And that's where Marshall's Business Extreme was born. Uh, and we, 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 built, we did our first one in 2017, which was kind of groundbreaking mm-hmm. because I remember the first time we did this, Chris, this is brilliant. Like the first time we did Marshall's Business Extreme, one of the things that we forgot to do was message everyone and tell everyone it was smart dress. <laughs> and it was hilarious. So we sent the message out the day before. So just to remind <laughs> you guys, you're coming. I remember it's this. smart dress. And we had a kickoff yeah. where people said, oh, I was coming in my tracksuit and my hoodie, yeah. you know, and all this stuff going, I was like, whoa. And I'd sent things out and telling them, it's a beautiful hotel and yep. great facility and show, telling them about how this was going to be different. But they had this mind, they were going to turn up in tracksuits and trainers and they were annoyed about it. But you know what was really cool is they, they, um, they, they you know, they, they stomped around a bit, but they got, you know, they ended up coming in trousers and shirt. Not, it's not smart like not black tie, but looking smart, yeah. Some real smart, cash, like real good. Yeah. And they came in and they understood it. Yeah. And the reason I did the, the the clothing that way was to get people to think differently about the business. Absolutely. And that, that that was groundbreaking for the industry because it disrupted. It made something very different um, that they've never had before. You know, we had. The, the attention to detail on the tables and the, the way it looked oh, and yeah. it felt. We created a community that day yeah. that's still going today. The friendships that were born. You know, I had so many school learners that, that last event in, in 2017, the first event, where people were like, literally, there were a school, literally, there were like 800 yards up the road where they had these conflicts and then they were talking to each other mm-hmm. and they were helping each other. Mm-hmm. And, and then they were returning this year and they're both their schools had grown. Yep. There was no one losing from anyone else. And then we launched this year's Mabex. And um, I, I truly believe 2018 was so special for this industry. You can't put into words the atmosphere in the room and the connectivity. And it was just a very, very special place to be. And it, it sent a benchmark. It, it set a benchmark for our industry to where we absolutely need to be. And, uh, you know, people like Zara Pythian, you know, uh, who, were, uh, who messaged me and she was like, I can feel that she's so happy to see our industry because she's got qu- she's quality and she, yeah. she's always wanted to see it that way. And I think we've, well, I think we've done it, you know, well, I think we've definitely made strides towards it. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I think you've answered all my questions in that one answer. That was, <laughs> it's pretty, that is good. Love, love your enthusiasm and energy for it as always. But now just coming back to you on a couple of, things that you mentioned in there especially with regards to Mavex what for me what I really enjoyed about it was you know you had people in there that had literally they, they just set their schools up they were brand new to to the industry and then people yeah. who have been in it sort of 20 plus years with multiple schools and all these people from all these different backgrounds and experience levels all working together to push martial arts in a positive direction it was it was beautiful to see and it was beautiful to see some of the old school guys seeing they were there and they, they got it and they were like they were buying courses because they could yeah. see it. They all of a sudden, like, finally, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I can see this. We help them believe there is. You know, you're not alone. And, and then the new schools. I mean, I felt like so, some of the new schoolers. They, they, they walked in and they were like, wow, like this is, this is unbelievable. And some of them, I've had messages where they've just gone off and absolutely rocketed their schools. I yeah. mean, how cool is that? It's amazing, absolutely amazing to see. Um, so this this week, uh, you've had some news on Facebook. You've been sharing with everybody about uh, details of your new centre that you're opening, which yes. just looks it like it. Man, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like 
it's bigger than the moon. It's <laughs> it's huge. I actually jokingly put on your um, on your post about it that your centre is bigger than the street that my centre is on. <laughs> um, I just wondered if you could share a little bit about your plans and you know, sure. what you're wanting to do with that going forwards next year. Well, first of all, I've had to stop because obviously I've been posting it and I've had lots of women saying on there, I've had to stop there, lots of women saying, Gordon, that's massive. So I said, oh, it's okay. I've got a wife. You have to stop doing that. Uh, but yeah, so I found that really funny. Lots of women just going, Gordon, that's massive. Gordon, that's huge. I'm yeah. like, whoa, hold on a minute. So yeah, see, my quirky nature. Um, so, so yeah, so, but yeah, it's, um, it, it, this is a dream of mine. And um, and it's a dream for two reasons, and, and and it's kind of like the accumulation over the years uh, of wanting to do something very special for the industry and bring my two biggest passions together, yeah. which is teaching martial arts at a world class level and educating and inspiring others, personal development and business growth. Mm-hmm. So this 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 nine thousand square foot facility is going to be um, half of it is going to be my martial arts dojo, and. And it's going to be like it's got a big viewing gallery. I mean, we're going to town on this to make it amazing. And it's just something that I can give back to my local community. I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, and it's going to look we want to we want it to be a place when people come in and go, wow, it's going to be a wow place yeah. uh, but where we're going to still continue to teach quality martial arts. And in fact, we're adding more classes. We've got more martial arts going in there. Right. Um, we're going to be holding uh, mini uh, tournaments in there. We've just got so many ideas for it. It's unbelievable. And I'm going to be putting on a seminar. And this is going to be I'm, – I'm, this is my goal, to put a seminar on and check it um, in there and bring in together um, the, the martial artists for nothing. I don't want – I don't want – I want it to be done for free for our community, martial arts community. I'm aim, I've got a vision to bring together martial arts over a weekend, different martial arts instructors, just to give back to our community and for not charging anything for it. That was my aim. Um, and 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 because I I believe you know I'm all you know, I'm a person who likes to bring people together, and this is the kind of thing that would really inspire me. I mean, imagine how cool that would be yeah. to get martial artists. And my aim is to bring us all together, as many as we can from different styles together not for money not for anything else but for us to be together yeah wow because i realized through doing my events the power of us being together you know together we're stronger every month like when you like we go back to mabex there mate and like how powerful were we as a unit in that mm. that, that, that room mm. like yeah. we felt unstoppable didn't we yeah, and that's the great. power amazing and I, and I believe the more we work together the more we grow together the more we uh, uh, you know learn and evolve together it's going to make our industry excuse my language fucking unstoppable <laughs> we want so so um, that's good. so that's what the martial arts says and then on the other side I've got a conference facility which is unique which is going to be a conference and facility. It's going to um, hold courses, trainings on everything from personal development, martial arts, business development to inspiration. Uh, and um, I want to house it as well. Uh, I want to, um, I want to create some, I'm going to be creating a, 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 a movement for homeless people in the UK oh, wow. where what I want to do is around my local area. I want to create um, a uh, education for homeless so I want to take homeless people off the street and I want to, instead of like giving them money and stuff like that, I want to give them a vision. I want to how give them a vision of what, you know, these guys are great hustlers. They're great. At, they're actually great entrepreneurs because they're great. At, they, they, they can make things happen. Mm. They've just channeled it in the wrong way. I want to help them. And I think that 
people are, you know, lots of people get into alcoholism and, and addiction, maybe because they've lost their way, they've lost their things that happened in their life, they've lost their vision for life. Mm. I want to help people and I want to help them. I'm going to help them to learn how to become great at sales, great at entrepreneurialism, great at, um, great at finding themselves as well. I want to help them on personal development as well. So it's just a little thing that I want to give back. Wow and develop uh, in the uk so it's going to be um uh, it's 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 going to be a hub for development like uh, one of the big things like my my slogan is developing champions for life and i realized only recently that i'm all about helping people develop and 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 unleash that that superior power that that genius within them because that's where i was lost and until i found me and who i am and what i give to this world and you know uh, i you know i I lived a, a relatively unhappy life if you like and when i started to realize who i was and my true potential uh, that's when i started to fight like that's the journey i've been on and i want to give that back to other people you know i I, know if i could i'm this kind of person like and i I know this sounds really odd and any of the listeners here might might find this a bit weird and a bit you know a bit corny if you like but honestly if i could wrap my hand around the world and give them a big hug and help them and guide them and pull them I, i would i really would i want to help every single person on the planet that's how big my vision is because I love to give to people. I'm just painting a picture of that in my mind now. <laughs> that would make a great picture. You could have that on the wall. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I would. I would because I love picking – my biggest – I love to pick people up. Yeah. I love to help them and elevate them and inspire them and you know, motivate them and educate them and show them what they really can do in this world because it's the one you – know, for me, it, we're, we have boundless potential – yeah. I had boundless potential. I just didn't see it. And I've been on such a big development journey, which is why I have a lot of passion, Chris. Yeah. I have a lot of passion because I've been on a big journey. Like It's bigger than just business. It's really deep. I've broke through so many barriers in myself to find the person that stands there, the real person that sits here talking now. Yeah. And I'm not the finished article, but I want to help everyone else. You know, people call me, why are you so happy? Well, because I'm having a fucking great time, that's why. Like, <laughs> I'm enjoying life, and, and I'm doing what I love, and I'm fi- I found my passion, I found my love. And, and why I'm so happy, like one of, my, one of my biggest things in life, uh, Chris, is if I've helped someone even by a smile, yeah. or I've lifted their, their mood, or I've inspired them with this podcast, that allows, that gives me that extra trigger to live. So it's like this, it's like a rechargeable battery. Yes. Every time I'm giving... It makes it helps them, and it makes me feel like I'm. It. it how do I explain this? It feels like I'm serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the best thing I can say. I feel like I'm serving humanity. I feel like I'm serving the world, and that in itself is very, very precious to me. It ha- makes my heart sing. Brilliant. Well, you're doing a cracking job, mate. <laughs> um, now, um, I've actually got here in front of me some uh, listener questions people have submitted, um, and it'd be nice to, to go through a few of those if that's okay. No problem at all. Fantastic. Right, now we're going to start with one, actually touching a little bit on what you were saying there, from Mr. Matt Hood, who yes. it's quite a long question. I'm going to break it down a little bit. Um, he says, does Gordon have a routine for finding his mental state or does it just come naturally? Uh, does he feel exhausted after he finishes teaching? The reason Matt asks um, is he has to change his state to teach, but after three or four lessons, he says he feels mentally drained. Yeah, sure. Sure. And that, like, your mindset is a choice. Right. So... Everything in life is a choice. You know, our greatest like, – like, you understand one thing. Like, most people don't get this, and this is, like, is going to be quite, quite um, powerful, I think, for some, some people, not everyone, is that the greatest power we have as a human being is the power to choose. We're the only species on the planet that can choose. Mm. 
We are the only species. Imagine how powerful that is. It's our gift to choose. Now, you know, the, 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 the geese can't fly. I say, I want to fly north in the winter. You know, I want to fly north <laughs> in the winter. They've got to fly south. They have no choice. Yeah. We are, they're all reactive. We have a choice. And we have a choice how we feel. We say, well, no, you don't. This is where the delusion is. And I've learned this. And there's a great guy called Tony Robbins who's brilliant with this. Yeah. Is that, and I've learned this. Like, you can choose to say, no, I feel really low. Cool. Put some great music on. You won't know. Get yourself up. Jump in the air. Make yourself feel better. Mm. You can't do that. No, that's what you're telling yourself you can't do. Choose to do it. You know, when you're feeling down, You've got to work what helps you lift up again. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, I feel really low. Yeah, you put my kid in front of me who's smiling, says, hi, daddy, you're smiling, you feel amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely like you put music on, you think about all oh, that's great in your life. You know, I, I believe, like, I think one of the one of the skills in life is, you know, A, gratitude is really important. Like, be grateful for what you have. People feel low because they're not grateful, really. Mm. And they say, yeah, I'm grateful when you feel grateful, there's gratitude. There's an energy that resides resides in you. It comes out of your whole body. Wow! I'm just. You look at someone like like I'm going to go to Tony Pillage. What an amazing man! Yeah. This guy at Mabex just absolutely blew the roof off. And actually, I don't know Anthony very well. And and I've put it. I, I there was a trigger point where I I had a coffee with him, and there was something they said to me. Put this guy on stage. Yeah. And, and it was the best decision I made mm. because. He bought a rawness and this guy, you know, bless him. He's dying of cancer. He's terminal. And, and he's been through so much pain. And he's, he told a message on stage at that event that absolutely resonated with that whole room. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking about business and all this kind of stuff. They're, 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 we're talking about growth and, you know, someone's not replied to my Facebook message and, you know, all this crap yeah, that we create. Yeah? And, and he's just talking about honesty and rawness. Yeah. About one of the big points in his speech was he's gone through all the pain and, and everything, and he's still going through it now, horrendous pain. But he had this, is there something that he said, and he said um, all that pain he's been through, and when he's realized about them talking about honesty, just be honest with how you feel, be honest about everything, be honest about where you are, he's never felt more alive. Yeah. And that was truly profound in my eyes, and yeah. that was what it was like, yeah, I, I've, I've never felt more alive and I'm dying. Now think about the power of that. And that's because he had gratitude mm. and he's gratitude and he's honest and grateful. I'm here. Yeah. So sometimes you've got to strip it back to its rawest form. So many people, they, they, they carry a burden and that they created, you know, you know, oh yeah, it's really hard. You see the story they're telling themselves. Yeah. Got to go and teach. Like the, the most important conversation you will ever have is the one you have for yourself. The question is, what are you telling yourself every day? And the reason I share that it's because so like for someone like Matt Hurd, he's probably going there teaching, go, yeah, OK, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm forcing myself to feel good. Yeah. I'm okay. And then it gets, oh, God, oh, can I just get through to the end now? And they're telling us the story. So, you know, you got you got to, you can change that state. Start thinking about how great it is to have them kids in your class. Remember what it was like, like when you first your first kid in your class. Amazing. Yeah. You know, you like when you first built the class, you wouldn't be tired at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. You'd be buzzing, excitement. But they lose that. Yeah, they lose it because it becomes normal. That's right. And we get stuck in our cycle of life and everyone's stuck there kind of, oh, they're like this. They get, they get lost in their own world and they get and the gratitude. Can you feel the gratitude of what I'm talking mm. about? Chris? They lose the great, you know, being grateful. Gratitude is one of the most powerful things you can have. So why? The answer to Matt's question is, <laughs> is, you know what? Like, 
I have a saying that I learned from a guy called Maawa. It's just a phenomenal time to be alive. Yeah. And, and I've, I've taken that and I've run with it and I change it. And I, 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 I say this every day. What a phenomenal time to be alive. And I must say it at least 30, 40 times a day. And I must say it. Like I say it in my dojo, I say, what a phenomenal time to be alive. And you can see people, like their heads turn a little bit and they look a bit like, Ooh, and they start <laughs> laughing and they're like, you're weird. And I say, hold on a minute. Like I'm alive. I've been given this gift of life yeah. and I've been given this gift to teach people. And I've been given this gift to stand here in front of you. And I'm saying it's a phenomenal time to be alive. And I've got a lot of energy and you think I'm weird. When you're sitting down looking at your iPhone and you look like you're dying, mm. you look like you're dying. You look like the whole world's falling on top of you and you've lost the gratitude for life. So the, the, the reason I'm like that, Mahod, and anyone else who's listening here is, is because I tell myself that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Do I have bad days? You're damn right. Jesus, the amount of challenges I have. Do I kick off sometimes? You're damn right. Mm. Do I feel sorry for myself sometimes? You're damn right. But it only lasts a short space of time these days because I've taught myself to drag myself up and look at and stop bitching about myself and say to myself, what a fucking phenomenal time to be yeah. alive. Look at what you've got. Yeah. Look at what you've got. Stop being a whiny little baby and start looking at yourself and going, wow, how lucky I am to have all them students. How lucky am I to teach this for my life? Mm. How lucky am I um, to have these challenges? I've got everything else. I've got, a, you know, I've got a roof over my head. I've got food. I've got a beautiful family. It's just a fucking phenomenal time to be alive. Yeah. Like, and, and that, to me, is why I've got so much energy. Yeah. Number two, is, A, I've got gratitude. And number two is, and this is most important, Matt Hurd and everyone else listening here, uh, Chris, is I think without doubt, and I, and I know this for a fact because I know where I've been and where I am, and this has been a big shift, especially over the last sort of three or four years, is I do what I love. Yeah. And, and I outsource everything else. I try not to do anything I don't love. I love doing these podcasts. I love, you know, I love delivering to people. I love delivering courses. I'm shit at admin. I used to try and do admin and I was rubbish at it and I hate it. And it used to go on my shoulders and it used to, oh, it used to make me feel like there was an elephant on my back, you know? So, so I don't, I try every day to do what I love and everything else. I just outsource it. And many people will say, it's all right for you. But guess what? And we're going to go back to what we said. It was a choice. Mm. I chose to change it because I had the delusion that I couldn't afford it. I had a delusion that staff were a problem. I had a staff. I, I did that for a long time, Chris, a long time. I had a delusion, but I had a book and I want to give you all this, a great book called Life Leverage. And some of you may have yeah. read of it by, by my good friend, Rob Moore, amazing guy, a property uh, owner. And he's a, just an amazing entrepreneur and a, a beautiful person. And it changed my perception on uh, leverage through others. So my biggest gift to you and anyone listening here is do what you love. How can you not be happy if you're doing what you love? <laughs> like, keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you don't love, outsource it, leverage through others. But don't make the excuse you can't because then what you're saying is the life that I'm living is not important. Yeah. I've got, I, it's, you said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to feel bad about it even though I'm going to create the excuses that I can't afford it and I can't, I don't know how to. That's just an excuse. And I'm going, I, that's more important to me than living a great life. You will, I promise you now, the reason I've got so much energy is because I'm doing what I love. I enjoy what I do. Mm. I, I don't, if there's anything I don't like doing, I find, you know, don't like the gardening, get a gardener. Don't like cleaning, find a cleaner. Don't like doing, run, I don't like going to get my own food, get someone to do food prep. Mm. And, and I know this sounds like, wow, well, it's all right for you, but I promise you it was a choice. Yeah. Funnily enough, what it allowed me to be 
is more productive because now I'm doing the things that I love and that's all I do. And I do it at a high level because when like, I'm doing this podcast here, you know, I, I would like to think I'm delivering here. I'm not, like, you know, and I, I show up because I enjoy doing it and I want to give to humanity and I want to give. And, and, and when you're doing that, you and again, I talk about the recycle, the recharging. When you're doing what you love, you recycle. You're back like the Jorosau bunny. Yeah. You give yourself more and more and more and you keep feeding that's why I have an insatiable desire for living. Love it. Uh, it's really interesting what you were saying about um, choice as well and mindset because I was actually listening to, I listen to a number of different podcasts on different subjects. I'm not, I've never been one for reading. I like, I like to listen when I'm doing other jobs. And um, I was actually listening to, it was a, it was a, an eight time world record champion holding surfer. Um, it was talking about mindset. And one of the things he said, which really hit with me was, you know, he, the, the, the podcast host was asking, but, you know, when you're in the water and you end up under the water for three minutes, how, how do you keep from panicking? And he said, well, it, I, I made it a choice. Yeah. I made it a choice to reprogram my thinking towards fear. Yeah. We, instinctively, we have fear, but I've made the choice to retrain myself to think differently when I feel fear. And on, on that basis, he, he, it allows him to focus on the thing that he loves, which is the surfing, without having yep. to worry about the fear. Just by changing his, his his mindset on on how when he feels fear, his automatic response now is to not fear the fear. If that makes sense. Sure, yeah, exactly. He's a cho- he chose not to. Yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? It's all choice. And it's the same two things that you come up with there. It's a choice, and yeah. he's doing what he loves. Yeah, like that is just amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. You've a- you've actually in that last answer answered another question we had, which was from Matt State, which was very simply, "Where does he get all that bloody energy from?" <laughs> <laughs> it's to do with, you know, it's. I, I really believe, like humans, like uh, number one, gratitude is like I said to you before. I just think people are lost. They're lost. If you if you look at most people and and uh, look look at the world, and I want I'd love you all to just step back. And, and take this uh, an objective view and step back and just look at how people walk around. Mm. Look at how people sit in your dojos. Look at how they come in. Look at you. Look at how ungrateful these people are, and look at how dead they. I think it's the walking. Look at them. Mm. They walk around. They're, they're, some of these people. I know people who are in their thirties. They look like they're fifty or sixty. Mm. They've got so, and they look pained. And I really believe, like. Like people say to me, God, you look younger. You never, you never age. Why would you age if you're doing what you love? Why would you age if you're enjoying it? Mm. You're only going to like, you, you, if, you, if you smile more, like smiling and, and being happy, it's been proven to be a healer. Yeah. So if that's the case, like if you look at these, but look at them, look at how they walk around. They've got this sense of, you know, uh, you know, they, the world owes them something, you know, they, they have um, low self-esteem. They're not happy. You know, they can't wait till Friday, you know, and then they moan anyway. Yeah. You know, just listen to the language and the, feel the energy. Yeah. And, and you know, I, you know I, I have a big mission in life. I want to lift everyone that I see. You know, I, I, I was talking at Expert Empires. I was privileged to talk on stage at Wembley. Wow. It, not at Wembley, but in Wembley. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I was on stage to 350 people in, in, in there. And it was, to, it was a business um conference and development conference for for coaches and trainers in 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 all industries and one of the the things i said on stage was you know i if i like i want to help millions and millions of people really try and find true happiness because it served me so well and find not them them find themselves 
and then to realize how wonderful life is mm. and actually to smile a bit more. Like that was my biggest thing. I'd love the world to smile a bit more. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be, yes, absolutely. Wouldn't it be amazing if we just smiled more and we're just happy more? And it comes down to gratitude and being happy. Like the, one of the greatest quotes I think, uh, you know, is, ever is be happy with what you've got while in pursuit of what you want in life. And I want to leave this, I want to say this here, and I think this is really important. Like, don't think that you're going to be happier when you hit a destination. Like many people say, I'll be happier when I get the bigger house. I'll be happier when I go on holiday. I'll be happier when I get a pay rise. I'll be happier when I'm earning more. That is absolute bullshit. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because it becomes the not like, so yes, you get that initial high. So you achieve it and there's this initial high. So let's say if you take a, a new car, you get the new car and it's amazing for a few months. Yeah, that's true. And then it just becomes a car yeah. and you want the next thing. That is not being greedy. It's human nature. So if you think of that and everything else in life, people are aiming and saying, I'll be happy when I get. Hold on that thought. And if that's you and really be honest with yourself. Be happy on the journey because it's where you spend the most time. Be happy just to live. Be happy just for being here. Be happy to see the trees swinging. Be happy to see the the, the rain fall down. Be happy to breathe. Be happy to, um, to, to be here. Mm. And for me, once you understand that, life becomes absolutely phenomenal. And someone listen to this and say, that's a load of bollocks. I know. I'm preempted. I'm pre-framed. I know there'll be people saying there, that's bollocks. You can't feel like that because – They've been conditioned that way to, oh, well, you've got to have negativity. Remember the story I said? Yeah. They've been told a story. Like I have people say, you can't be positive all the time. I said, who fucking told you that story? <laughs> you see what I mean? It's just a story. Yeah, a negative person. <laughs> it's just a story they've created. They believe. The whole world is full of stories, yeah. which is why I try and teach now. And I talk, put it on social media. What story are you telling yourself every day? Yeah, What's the story? It's down to your story. And I said up on Facebook and I said today, like, make your story magical. Love it. Love it. Okay. And one final one, which is the, the, probably a big one to finish on, but we'll go for it anyway from uh, Mr. Matthew Chapman, who's going to be with us later on. And he <laughs> says, uh, well, he asks, uh, what's the biggest thing that has contributed to your success? Um, my own development. Yeah. Without doubt. Um, I would be probably still working. I probably would have. I probably would have lost my dream. I'd have lost my full-time facility, bar none. The biggest thing, and I'm passionate about. If you could see me now, my hands are shaking. <laughs> like I am absolutely passionate about this. You gotta get the education you need. Yeah. I nearly lost. I lost my house. I nearly lost my dream. And 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 you gotta get out of your own way. And there was a point that that point when I keep going back. I try and tell this story all the time. When people tell me they don't have mo- enough money to educate themselves, they're lying. I didn't have any money, but I found a way. Yeah. And many people, you look, this is not just me. This is look at the successful people in the world. Everyone goes through that. Everyone has that same hardship. I can't afford it. They know they need to get the education. They know they need the guidance, the mentors, but they can't, can't afford it. That's a delusion again, the story they're telling themselves. But they don't ask themselves a better question. And the question I asked myself at that point in time where with that, if I didn't make, if I didn't ask this question, Chris, I can guarantee you now I would be working for someone now. And guess what? 
Mm. I know for a fact I'd have been, an, I'd have probably been an alcoholic or something mm. because I've got an addictive personality. I know I would have probably been very depressed. I know I wouldn't have felt like I wouldn't feel like I do now. I know I probably would have ended up in an in and out relationship. And I say that from the heart. Mm. I really believe that. And, and that point in time where I made the decision, where it was like, I've got to, it was like, what can I do? That was a great question to ask myself. And I never realized how good that was. What can I do? How can I make this work? How can I afford it? What can I need? And I sold some stuff in my house and I, and I found a way of influencing my mother-in-law to borrow us a little bit of money. Mm. You know, we sold bits and got rid of things and found a way. And that was it. So, so finding a way, a solution, like, like education is, is absolutely, number one, education, number two, having mentors, mm. having someone, that's been the biggest shift for me. Having people around me to guide me, paying them for mentorship, paying them to coach me, paying them, paying for courses and seminars. I mean, I've spent well in excess of £200,000 on, on, on my own development. Mm. And you can say, well, that's a lot of money. You can buy a house with that. Yeah, but now I can go and create millions of them if I want mm. because of the knowledge that I've got and the inspiration for myself. Like, I can't, I can't stress enough the importance of self-development. That was the one thing for me that helped me win my world title. You know, I had, a, I had a personal development coach for five years, right, that she was a, the business coaching great, the mentoring great. She was the one that helped change me as a person. I'm the captain of my ship. And, I, and she allowed me to find me. She allowed me. We peeled like we're all like onions and we peeled the layer of yeah. onions to the core of who I am. And I really feel I'm getting to the core of who I am through a lot of hard work and a lot of development and looking at myself rather than looking at everybody else. Looking. She taught me. Well, I want to leave this. I want to give this to you guys is like, don't look outward, look inward. Like that was amazing. Like, like don't blame other people because you're blaming them. You're pointing away. There's three pointing them back at you. How can I be better? What can I you know? My relationships, it's not like they're shit. It's like, how can I be better? What do I need to learn? What, and that's where your true power lies, guys. Your true power. If you're pointing the finger and you're blaming and you're making excuses, you're throwing your power away. Your power is, is internally. When you look at yourself, you can change it. And that's what I did at that point. And then I just went on a, a personal development journey. And that's why my coaching and my development and what I do, it's not business coach. It is. But my, majority of myself, the amount of calls I've had this week already, which is they're my, per, they're my coaching clients or masterminders. It's all about personal development. It's all about how I'm getting them through the journey because that's where I've been. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and, that, and, and that work harder on yourself than you do on your job, you know, and, and that's <laughs> what I do constantly. Make myself better, make myself like more valuable to others. And, you know, so if I put it in a nutshell, education and finding people to help you who have been there that can guide you. And that is how you become successful in anything. Fantastic. Um, we've obviously, obviously we've already touched a, a little bit on your on your new center, but uh, what other things uh, what other things can we look forward to from yourself? What what goals do you have? What plans do you have for 2019 that you can share with us at the minute? Wow. Okay. So my goals change daily, yeah. and I have a lot of um, lot about like because I'm uh, the first thing I want is how can I how can I reach more people and change their lives? Yeah. So we've got um, in 2019 um, we're doing a lot of free events. So we want, we, we want to give and help um, uh, the martial arts community. So there'll be some free events for people to come along to, to visit the new facility and to educate them and help them and guide them in building and growing their school and some personal development. Um, my big goal is, is to set up something for the homeless. Uh, my other things that I want to do is I want to speak around the world. 
I, I, I spoke on stage in Wembley and it, there was a trigger. Like I had so many people come up to me and like, like, and I don't say, I say this humbly as well. Yeah. Like when I'm on stage and I'm there talking, a lot of the times I think I'm talking shit. <laughs> so in my world, I'm just delivering what is in my mind. Yeah. When I came off the stage, I got a stand innovation. And when I come off stage, I, I, I got a lot of people coming saying, wow, that was amazing. And, and I don't say that I'm not being, I'm not being, yeah. I really, I'm just saying what it is. And I had people cuddling me and saying, wow, where'd you get that energy from? Wow. That was amazing, bro. Like, like, and I was like, I was blown away by the amount of people that came up to me and I, I was really blown away. And, I, and there was a trigger point for it. And someone said to me, mate, seriously, you can hit any industry with that. Like that, that like it, it's trying, it can go and travel all over the world. And then I had a guy called Matt Fidesz who uh, people may, may or may not know. Mm. He inboxed me and um, he's a great guy. And um, he inboxed me and he said, man, he goes, you need to go into the personal development space because you're, it's, you, it's, it's more global what you can do with your energy and what you deliver. And I thought that was really nice of him. And it made me realize that actually this giving side of me, I, I've probably been thinking a bit too small and I want to give. And when I and I spoke on stage about giving, and one of my, my talk in, on stage was about giving. I said, "No, I mean, give, give more, give some more, and just give, 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 give." So next year, I'm going to give. I'm going to 10x my giving. Mm. I'm going to give more than I've ever given because I really believe, like, the more you give, the more you help, the more you, the more you contribute, the more you get back in. Whether it's it, it, it just for me, I get back more that motivation to go and give more. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of you know you keep going. So I'm going to give more is my big mission, and I want to talk around the world. I want to you know I'm going to hit. I want to I want to speak in America. I want to go around the world, and I want to be on the stage in America and share my message uh, around the world about happiness, about uh, uh, motivation, and about like just finding your true you. And, and, and unleashing your superpower. And I'm going to be creating a personal development event next year. Wow. Okay. Unleashing your superhero. And I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be just amazing. And I want to, um, and you know, I just want to keep growing. I want to keep, I want to, I want to keep serving and helping uh, and developing. And I want to take um, martial arts business mastery global, um, which will be really amazing. So yeah, I've got a, a lot planned next year wow wow oh oh and i will be i've got a new book coming out on marketing oh wow um, another one that on so there's a few things going. I mean, just I, I i'm i'm sure you must have another 10 hours of the day somewhere that everybody else doesn't have access to like this <laughs> special <laughs> amount of time that <laughs> well I, I tell you what it is chris as well and people have been i have eight hours sleep yeah I have eight hours sleep and I leverage through people and my mind is constantly ticking. I have a beautiful wife. I have an amazing family that back what I do. And that's key. You know, I yeah. have people who back what I do and she's on side and she's amazing. But I have the same amount of time as everybody else. Yeah. And, and you know what, though? When you see that, I look at other people. I look at the Richard Branson and I look at Rob Moore. I look at these guys and think, oh, I'm just playing a small game, too small for me, and I need to step it up. Love it. Well, Gordon, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Because I, I just... I, it's great because I sit back and just soak it all in. 
It's like I'm having a coaching course. It's brilliant. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I want to thank Chris for having me on the, the podcast, by the way. Anyone's listening to the podcast, Chris is doing an amazing job. Oh, He's you. an amazing guy. Keep supporting it. Keep sharing the podcast around. You know, he does this. Uh, the, he gets nothing for this. He's doing it because he loves it. And that's why I love the guy. He's great. And keep, keep you know, if we can keep listening, keep sharing, keep evolving, you know, and, um, you know, helping people like Chris move this, create a movement. And that's what it's all about, guys. Absolutely. And whilst we're talking, thank you for that as well Gordon and whilst we're talking about podcasts you have a podcast yourself as well how can people find that yeah it's called the martial arts business podcast and um, you can find it on uh, Stitcher you can find it on Android it's on all platforms just search the martial arts business podcast we're listened in 34 countries around the world now uh, we're We've got a lot, of, a lot of reach in America and Australia. Uh, obviously, the UK is the biggest market at the moment. And it's about, it's about building your business. It's free advice on that. Um, we've got interviews um, that are starting to uh, – we, we're building with some great key people as well Brilliant. outside of the martial arts industry yeah. as well. May I add on purpose, as you can imagine. Yeah. We're bringing them on, on the podcast so you get, you get a chance to, to speak to them. Um, I'm, I will be – I've got uh, Matt Fides. I'm doing a, an oh, wow, interview cool. with him. Because it will be very different. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and, and it'll be an amazing podcast that will be. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with him and some of the guys in the States as well. I'm like, Michael Perella's coming on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to, to, to tying him down. He's, he's agreed to come on it as well. Lee Charles will do a bit as well because he was part of the martial arts background years ago. And yeah. he's very, he's very uh, uh, yin and yang, isn't he? Mm. So, um, so he's really good. He's a nice guy. Um, and it's not just about martial arts business. It's about personal development. You'll hear things about getting out your own way and how you can develop yourself. So yeah, come and come and have a look on there. Um, I've also got, uh, if you're a martial arts listener uh, or you're a business owner, um, there's my book as well. So get the book. It's on audio yeah, and, uh, and on um, uh, uh, paperback as well. That's available around the world. Uh, and that's uh, called the, Mar- the Business of Martial Arts. And it's a great book as well, a great audio book. I actually have both. Um, so the book for when I do, occasionally I, I do like to pick up a book and have a flick through, but for me, I'm a listener when I'm in the car. You know, I, I don't like to not use time and sitting in the car driving. I just feel like I'm, it's feel, I'm, I'm heading to a destination that's important, but I just yeah. feel like that time in the car, I don't like having that time. So <laughs> yeah. I always listen to podcasts and audio things, just constant audio books especially. So uh, yeah, it is a good one, guys. Do go, do go and check it out. Listen, I'm, really, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, you should, should be as well. It, was, it's, it, it's, 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 it, it certainly helped me out uh, a, a, an amazing amount. And it's one of those that you, know, uh, you keep going back to yeah. over and over yeah. and over. Um, and uh, yep. Uh, exactly. you, you, guys even when you're having a walk around the supermarket have the podcast on have the audio book on in your ears so you can be learning <laughs> yeah, whilst you're picking up your cornflakes you know <laughs> very nice <laughs> there you go that's a quote for you um listen thank you for your time that hour has flown by absolutely yeah. flown by um and thank you because i know you're a very very busy man and i appreciate you taking time out for this today um and i hope you have a great rest of your day whatever it is you have planned of which will oh, no God. doubt be lots <laughs> Yeah, I'm going out to a new centre and, uh, yeah, just uh, managing that. And I've got some more coaching calls and then into teaching and just living life. Remember, guys, it's a phenomenal time to be alive. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing and growing and you will become a black belt in business.